0: Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10. But no, this method of writing often goes off into the weeds. What you think you're going to talk about suddenly changes into something else entirely. You lose track of what your goal is. That sounds like it's not likely. I mean, you've only got five to seven minutes. I can't tell you how many times I've started writing a speech. And by the time I've gotten to the end, it's changed into something entirely different. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10 with your host, Kim craggy If you're new to Toastmasters or just curious, this podcast is for you. We examine the Toastmasters education program and add just a few bits of extra information to help you face your fears and step up to the stage with confidence. When you're ready to discover the voice inside you and the leader you can become, Toastmasters will be there. Let's start at the beginning with Toastmasters 101. You just finished your first speech. How do you feel? Relieved? Sick? Victorious? Don't wait too long to do that second speech. It's time to do that second speech now. The whole point of joining Toastmasters is to give speeches and learn from the experience on how to improve. So get started working on it right away. First, you need to decide your topic. This isn't as easy as it sounds. You've got the whole world to talk about. I suggest you talk about something that you're passionate about. Do you have a hobby that you love? A sports team you can't talk enough about? Your grandchildren? A couple of warnings. Don't talk about anything that's likely to choke you up. Unless you have the intestinal fortitude to withstand stage fright and the emotional upheaval of your story, and most of us do not, it's safer to pick a topic that you love but won't reduce you to silence. I'd also suggest avoiding a personal story for this speech. This project is about organizing your information, and your story probably only has one way for it to go, chronological. Well, that's not a bad thing. It's pretty limited. Now, don't let me stop you if that's where you want to go. But the skills of organizing a speech will still be out there for you to learn. And there are other projects in the competent communicator, which are more suitable to a personal story. I've been rereading the CC manual. And as a speech teacher, I think that they cover the basic material about organizing your speech pretty well. The various methods of organization are well explained and really don't need much further comment from me. But I'm not a fan of how they teach you to write a speech. Here's their plan. Number one, write an outline. Number two, write an introduction. Number three, write the body. Number four, write the conclusion. Well, yeah, but no. This method of writing often goes off into the weeds. What you think you're going to talk about suddenly changes into something else entirely. You lose track of what your goal is. That sounds like it's not likely. I mean, you've only got five to seven minutes. I can't tell you how many times I've started writing a speech. And by the time I've gotten to the end, it's changed into something entirely different. In the icebreaker episode, I talked about a simple way to introduce yourself to your club. The same method applies to an informational speech. But instead of starting with the body, start with your ending. What do you want your audience to do at the end of your speech? This is the call to action. Let's say your topic is about plastic water bottles. You don't like them and you wish people would stop buying them every week at the grocery store. So your call to action might be to get people to reconsider this habit and cut back. Another topic may be the upcoming big game between your team and their great rivals. Since I'm from Northeastern Ohio, District 10, you know I'm talking Browns versus Steelers what might your call to action be? It's hard to think that you're going to sway a Steelers fan to root for Cleveland or convince a Cleveland fan to start waving a towel around. So maybe a call to action should be go Browns and encourage your fellow fans. Another ending is a summary of the information you've presented. This is useful if you've covered a lot of details. A report about expenses or a sequence of events is often concluded with a summary of the impacts of the data. Another excellent way of concluding a speech is to go back and tie it to the beginning. Sometimes that's easiest to do after you compose the body of the speech. So let's talk about the body of the speech. This is the meat of what you want to tell your audience. In a five to seven minute speech, you rarely can make more than three points. You simply don't have time to develop these points more thoroughly. Let's say you have about a minute for the opening and about a minute for the closing. That leaves five minutes for the body of the speech. So be concise. Pick the important points and use effective, strong words. Often when you put the body together, the introduction and conclusion write themselves. Starting with a joke or a funny story is one way to get the audience's attention, Using the same story or imagery at the beginning and the end makes the speech come full circle, ties it into a pretty little package. The usual method of organizing a speech is to tell them what you want to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. It's pretty redundant and boring. Public speaking is an art. Think of it as a creative act, not a static math problem, but a recipe. One that you can make your own. To review, pick a topic that you're passionate but not emotional about. Decide what you want the audience to do when you're done with the speech, either to be more informed or to make a decision to act. Develop no more than three points for a five to seven minute speech. Then compose your introduction and tie the speech together. If the vice president of education hasn't assigned you a mentor yet, ask for one. Maybe there's someone in the club with whom you relate well. Maybe it's simply a matter of asking someone. If you check the Competent Leadership Manual, you'll see there's an entire project dedicated to mentorship. Don't worry that you're asking for something you're not entitled to. Mentorship is key to success in Toastmasters. You don't want to miss podcast number three when I talk about exploding snowmen. Really? Exploding snowmen? Our music today is from Incompetech.com. Meeting adjourned.